Alright. On today's episode of I Hate It Here, we review the... No, I'm just kidding. What what if we started every episode like that? I don't know. Alright, well... I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of not knowing, let's talk about... uh, I mean, we do this a lot, right? But let's talk about QAnon. And... Um... When when QAnon first started like becoming somewhat popular, mm-hmm. you and I tried like several times to sort of like figure out who it was. And mm-hmm. I remember that I thought it was Paul Joseph Watson. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that one time we both like we were we were discussing names and we we like we got Jordan Sather and then we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, nah, that guy's way too fucking stupid mm-hmm. to be Q. But then it it was it was this idea that nobody really knew who QAnon was until Travis View had retweeted something from Frederick Brennan where he was talking about Ron Watkins. Right. And then every like almost simultaneously across the internet, people were like, Oh, that's definitely Q. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so watching this documentary and they play the clip <laughs> and I'm just like you know it's never who you think it is unless you thought it was Ron Watkins like everybody else did <laughs> then it's exactly yeah. who you think it is <laughs> that was that that clip was particularly brutal dude like yeah. that like like he straight up the look across that dude's face pure guilt here like oh fuck like you know like and and yeah i it sort of was very anticlimactic i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) i was expecting like a nice big reveal you know yeah no no apparently not apparently all that is is just you know them just he that dude just admitting it Mm mm-hmm just straight up admitting it. It was fantastically boring. Yeah. Which is typical of QAnon. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. QAnon, it, I always tell people that, like, they're, like, like back, I kind of, like, have this um, this thing with conspiracy theories. I'm really fascinated by conspiracy theories. I think you know this. And I think you also know that, like, I, for one, it's it's not that I haven't believed any of them or that I haven't at least given some credit to some of them, but you know that like I am probably like the hardest person to convince of a conspiracy theory because mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like a uh I think I'm just like a cynic, like a cynical asshole. And so instead of believing that there's a grand scheme of things, like I would rather choose to believe that life just sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember when like loose change came out. I believed it for like three seconds before I was like, ah, this doesn't make sense. And it was when everybody kind of believed it. And like, for me, it was the ballistic missile thing that I was like, nope, there's no way I buy that, you know? Oh, into the Pentagon? Into the Pentagon, right. Remember when I was like, dude, this, yeah. that, there's no way this is real. And then <laughs> I remember because everybody we went to school with was like, nah, man, Bush did it. And I was like, mm, I don't know, dude. I don't, that, that's hard to sell me on, you know? And, um... Anyway, my point is that, like, I'm really fascinated by conspiracy theories because in the 70s and 80s, like, if you could pick, like, an era where conspiracy theories were, like, 
top-notch conspiracies, it was the 70s and 80s. But those were eras where we required, like, some resemblance of truth to a conspiracy, you know what I mean? Right. Like, those were eras where, you know, uh, somebody was like, yeah, man, uh, the CIA gave me drugs. They wanted me to control somebody's mind. And people were like, do you have proof? And he's like, nah, man, but you got to believe me. But somebody went out of their way and they were able to provide a positive that this thing happened. And I, I genuinely believe that if there was no way to produce that proof, MK Ultra would have never would have never been sort of talked about. Because people at that time would have been like, there's just no evidence, man, sorry. And it was the same thing with Cointel Pro, where there were leftists who were like, I don't know, it kind of feels like the FBI like might place agents here to try and get us to break laws. And they're like, the FBI wouldn't do that. And then some guy was like, uh, I don't know, man. That sounds like something the FBI would definitely do. And they asked for proof and they got it, you know? But nowadays, conspiracy theories don't ask for proof. They ask for negative proof. They don't want proof that something happened. They want proof that something didn't happen. Right. And you can't produce that. Like, you, like for example, today when I got up, right? Like, I couldn't. I had an orange, right? I couldn't come up to you and be like, hey, man, I didn't eat an apple today. Right. That just wouldn't be a thing. You know what I mean? Because you'd have to list all the shit you didn't eat. Right. You know what I mean? It, it just wouldn't be a thing. And and that's what conspiracy theorists go for. Anyway, I say all of that to bring us to QAnon because I feel like QAnon could have had their hooks in people if they were just willing to stop at the things that can be proven true or that can have some, like if, if they were like, Hey, there's a secret cabal of people who are like pedophiles and they rape children. I would be like, I believe that like a bunch of rich people trying to like, like, I don't even know if they're pedophiles. I think they're just guys who want to see how fucked up they can get and get away with shit. You know what I mean? Maybe that's all it is, but I would totally believe that. And they're all Democrats. And you're like, oh, okay, I don't know about that. And they're like, they worship Satan. And you're like, okay, they're drinking children. And you're like, what? They murder 800,000 children a year. And you're like, okay, this is <laughs> this is insane, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and it was the same thing when, like, in the early stages of QAnon, there was one guy who was like, who was like, there's a secret cabal of people. And, and, and corporations are the ones writing the laws. And nobody knows about it. And I was like, that's just Congress. Like it's like, like everybody knows about lobbyism. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. That's like literally like a whole thing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really interesting to see that like this sort of movement that kind of like placed its notes on the idea that they were the saviors of the world comes from like a demented dude whose dad runs a bunch of like really illegal porn sites. Yeah. You know in, I mean? in the in the Philippines, but it also lends credence to the idea that the right uh, projects, right? That's all they. That's all they do. I mean, look at our favorite congressperson. Look at our, look at the position that Matt Gates is in, right? Like Matt Gates, Pizza Gates, Matt Matt Gates, right? Isn't is is how can I put this delicately? Uh, Matt Gates, <laughs> right? Like. 
he truly is everything you thought he was, right? Like, that's the thing is that, is that, you know, we've always said, if you want to know what the Republicans, particularly the right of the, the right, the right leaning part of the Republican party, if you want to know what they're, what they think or what they're going to do, listen to them. They will fucking tell you no shame, right? They will tell you what, they will tell you what they're thinking. Right. And, and Matt Gates is part of that. And so I just, it isn't just projection. It, mm-hmm. It's sort of like it, it's almost there's a little bit of shame. A and, little bit of self-interest too. Yeah, yeah. And and I just don't know. Like today, like today, actually just today, right? Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell came out yesterday. <laughs> the uh, corporations thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mitch McConnell was like, he warned corporations not to get involved with politics, right? He legit like scolded them. Well, not to get involved with politics. And then today, this morning, he was out there talking about, but not, not your money. We still, we still need your money, dude. Like, 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 please send us your money, you know? (laughs) So I don't know. Like, what do you do with people who are just, who have no shame, but who also are as audacious as they are, you know? And, And when you, when you have conspiracy theories like QAnon, who, who pry or play on that I, that idea of audaciousness, right? Because oh, oh, a, 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 a cabal full of people who who traffic child, sex traffic children is an audacious claim, mm. right? It's an audacious claim. How do you prove that? And so I don't know, man. Like it isn't just one. It isn't just how do you prove that though? Because there are people who traffic children. That's uh, right. I mean, that's something that we deal with, like in real life. There are people, right. absolutely. Who, you know. The, the thing that makes it audacious is the idea that it's only Democrats and it's my enemies, right. not your enemies, my enemies. And by the way, they're also all satanic and they're eating the children. Oh, and they're drinking their blood and they're right. harvesting them. And it's like not like a normal amount. Like It's not like they're like eight children were kidnapped. They're like 800,000 children a year. Right. And also at the same time, by the way, Donald Trump is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and, and then Matt Gates turns out to be apparently right trafficking children. And so mm-hmm. what well, like how do you how do you deal with that? Right? Matt Gaetz- it reminds me it reminds me of the very early days of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh you, do you remember when when there were a bunch of like videos of the Illuminati and <laughs> yeah. Skull and Bones on YouTube yeah. and they would there was a very very succinct always always noted in those youtube very early youtube conspiracy theory videos was a very succinct idea that these people were sacrificing children right and were 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 drinking blood of children and they were meeting out thing that you can imagine right yeah right they were like meeting out in some secret like fucking wooded area right and they all had fucking they all had the hoods and they were carrying the fucking the torches the, what are they the torches yeah before they were tiki torches apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> treated in the hoods and the torches for polos and tiki torches <laughs> i guess they like torches dude whatever um and, and you know but in anyways right there's a the, the, there's a, like a lineage of these stories right there's a lineage in in these these <clears throat> excuse me these fabrication of these stories right, right where they keep they keep certain elements that seem to be effective 
and that right. create a lot of a lot of wonder, a lot of like spectacle and what could be happening, but they they don't ever manifest unless apparently you're fucking Matt fucking Gates, dude. Like I don't know what to, what to say, you know? Like I think like, I think another thing too is that they they sort of like they're easy for people who are kind of down like down in the dumps sort of and like it appeals to them because it explains away all the bad in the world. Right. Like very much like Christianity does where you know in Christianity there's this uh excuse me I burp by the way. There's this idea in Christianity that um you know all the bad things are caused by like an entity and bad people. And if you're a good person, you'll be fine. But if you're a good person who bad things happen to, it's because this entity is trying to test you. Right. Send yeah, me you money. have to be resilient. <laughs> Send me money and I'll pray it away. Right. And um, and I think it sort of lends to that. And, uh, real quick, though, about Matt Gates, one of the things that I think is interesting is that uh, people haven't really noticed it. I kind of wanted to bring it up, but I'm... I'm worried that I'll come off as sexist, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to build a brand here. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I think a lot of people kind of overlooked was his defense of Katie Hill. Yeah. And how it relates to his current predicament. Because at the time, he was like, oh, you shouldn't shame Congress people because their pictures are passed around. That's fucked up. She had nothing to do with it. And at the time, there were people on both sides of the aisle who were like, wow, Matt Gates actually has a good point. But if you look at it like retrospectively, you start to realize like he didn't have a good point. He was like insulating himself from, from future per- criticism because right. he was sharing pictures like that. Right. And he was like he, early on, he was just he was basically like jumping ahead of the curve and being like, there's nothing wrong with this behavior. But it was so vague that if it could have fallen under something that was, you know, benevolent, you know what I mean? Like his statements were so vague. It could like, Oh, you shouldn't shame people because their pictures got shared. Not because they shared pictures necessarily not, you know, but because their pictures got shared, like nobody's responsible. It's not their fault. You know? Right. Nobody's responsible for this. Their pictures got shared. Nobody knows how that happened. There was no like, there was no recourse on the other end for Matt Gates to be like, Hey, maybe we should prosecute people who share the pictures. Right. There was, there was none of that, he, you know, he, he was careful to leave that right. part out. Right. And then he also voted no on the human trafficking bill. And he was the only one. And I got to tell you, dude, a, a <laughs> little bit of props, you know, having that kind of balls to be the only person to vote no on a human trafficking he, bill, dude. That's... He, he stands by his convictions, <laughs> my guy. He that's incredible, his... dude. Like, like you're in the same room with Jim Jordan, and you're the guy that votes no. Absolutely insane, right, dude? Absolutely. And anyway, um, yeah, I think a lot of it was projection. And then when you think about Ron, and you think about like his dad, there were a lot of people who, uh. We read this article one time where it said that Jim Watkins had like several sites on the dark web that had been taken down for child pornography. Yeah. Right? 
And then you look at Ron and you think of QAnon and it immediately becomes, because I remember when QAnon first came out, I was like, this is projection. And there were people who would ask me like, why do you think it's projection? And I'm like, the only reason they're so adamant that these things exist is because they know that they exist. Like the only reason they're adamant is because they're seeing it. They're watching it. You know what I'm saying? And, and you look at Ron and it really lends its case to that. Like, it really is like one of those things where he's like, yeah, my dad propagated this. So I know for sure this stuff gets trafficked. Yeah. And, and that's how he, you know, um, and so I think, I don't know, man, it was such a, it was such an interesting thing to see him kind of just like give away the, he gave it away, gave it away, you know, and give away the plot. And, and, um, it's even more interesting <laughs> how quiet QAnon's like followers have been about it because yeah, I, I think it, they're trying to find a way to like fit this into the narrative of the plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, that I just keep, I'm, I'm really interested in how they sort of evolve from what happened with Ron Watkins. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you explain this one away. Right. And I don't know. I mean, they'll find a way. Absolutely. Right. right? Um, like, don't forget. Right. Like Ron Watkins was blaming the interviewer. I think his name was Colin something. Yeah. Right. He was blaming the interviewer of being Q. Retro, right. uh, uh, you know, before the before the release of right. the documentary. And so uh, what was that dude's name? Colin yeah. Preemptively. Colin. Yeah. Right. He he was he was blaming him. Yeah. And so. I mean. On Telegram, because. I, uh, you know, on Telegram, they've been talking about it for a while. Right. Where, you know. Ron Watkins, like the day before the interview was shown on HBO, what he posted, you know, remember, I'm not Q. Right. right? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just there's a lot of I I ultimately ultimately my thing with QAnon is wondering how significant they are able to mobilize themselves now mm-hmm. because unless unless you don't because you don't have Trump pushing Q adjacent stuff or sometimes straight Q stuff mm-hmm. right like you don't have Trump doing that but you do Not have anymore. these large right you do have these large groups like 150 170 180,000 people on Telegram, right, who are Q-centered. And so does Q continue doing, right? And Facebook took down, I don't know how many more profiles, not too long ago, like two a week ago. So what is the relevance of, of relevance of Q? Does it, like, go back into the shadows, or or do we wait until Donald Trump runs in 2024? You know what I mean? Like, Like, I just don't know if Jim and Ron Watkins will be able to maintain the mystique, if you will, of QAnon moving forward? That's a good question. I think, uh, and I said this before uh, with regards to Trump, where I said that Trump kind of created something that was bigger than himself. I think the Q movement is very much that for, for Ron and Jim. Like, I think they created something that is clearly out of their control now. And I think it's going to continue to be so. And so I think it'll eventually evolve. I mean, these are guys who... 
to pacify themselves for the first few weeks of Biden's presidency assured themselves that Biden was actually Trump uh, after surgery and that the real Biden had been like executed some time ago, you know? So these are people who will definitely find a way to shift their narrative to, to, you know, to accept the new information. And like I said, write it into the plot, you know, the plan to save the world and all that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. Um just wow, what a fucking what a what a what a way to let that out, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, it, it was just, just to let that slip like that and just to have it rec- I mean, you're fucked. It's recorded, you're fucked. Right. And, and you know, I'm sure people are going to claim that it was a deep fake or some fucking stupid shit like that, right? right. And People don't believe it. Like I, I mean, said, they they'll, believe. They'll, they'll put it into their narrative. Yeah, like like that, like that time that huh, the one most recently, the one interesting thing that I've is when Joe Biden was taking questions in front of the helicopter, and his hand broke the plane of view where it makes it look like there's a green screen, mm-hmm. and QAnon just fucking went nuts with that, right? And okay. so I'm sure. You know what kind of sucks though is that so did leftists. Yeah. I'm getting really... I mean, Go ahead. I mean, you, leftists were using fucking Project Veritas, dude, the to attack day, AOC. How, how absurd, right? That, like, like, is this horseshoe theory? <laughs> like, how... Okay, let me calm down, because this shit really grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you not know, A... If you're so involved or claim to be or want to be, how do you not know Project Veritas in their history? Right. Right. Like how how do you not know what they've know what they're known to do? Mm-hmm. And B, right, how do you still think that that's that, that argument against AOC in particular is good while also using fucking Project Veritas, dude? Like what are you yeah. doing? I think first of all. James O'Keefe, <laughs> prominent socialist. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I think people like, um, you know, that proud socialist guy and uh, that <sighs> Samira Khan. And I think, I think these are people who are just more angry at the establishment than they are um, like hopeful of, of any sort of progress. There was somebody who tweeted the other day, and they were like, "Yo, what the fuck? I thought AOC was gonna ride the red f- the red flag into Congress and behead everybody, and call for the like the mass redistribution of wealth. What the fuck?" And I was like, "Dude, this right. is really what it feels like these guys are saying, you know?" Right, right. And one of the things that really upset me about because there there are things AOC does that upsets me, you know, like her coming out the other day and sort of like reframing the argument in favor of Biden. By being like, well, at least he's not separating families uh, from each other anymore. I don't care. Like, they're still locked up in a fucking cage. It doesn't matter how nice he is about it. It's still bullshit. You should know that. As a Latina, it should fucking bother you, right? But then the other thing is is that, so there are some things, like, I'm not going to say she's, like, free of criticism from me. You know what I mean? But the thing that bothers me the most is, like, there's this, this is, like, like, like this consistent idea flowing throughout 
uh, the left right now that if you get elected to Congress, you immediately must do all the shit you want to do and fuck everybody else. And, I, and I'm like, I mean, that's a good way to not win again. Yeah. And people are like, well, AOC voted for this and AOC voted for that. Yeah, there's like eight progressives in the House, dude. Yeah. And there's only one in the Senate. Like, if I mean, because honestly, if you surrounded her with people like, you know, Alan Omar and the rest of the squad, let's say we got 200 progressives elected in addition to these 208. Do you really think she'd be that soft on these stances? No. No, because she'd have more power to wield. You know what I mean? She would be able to swing a fucking hammer. Right now, she's swinging around a pebble on a string. Yeah. You know? And, and, and people don't understand that. And she's like, and then the worst part is that she's telling them, like, yeah, we need more help. We need you to organize. We need to get these people, these old Democrats out, and we need to get you progressives in. And they're like, oh, oh, so you're in Congress, and basically you're telling us that we need to continue voting. Good right. job on continuing the system. Well, okay, well, until you're ready to storm the fucking. You know, the halls of Congress, you brave fucking revolutionary soldier. Shut the fuck up. You yeah. know what I mean? Just and shut the fuck up. There, There is a significant difference when Chuck Schumer goes out there and he's like, we need you to tell President Biden to erase $50,000 worth of student debt. Right. Okay? Listen, Chuck Schumer, you are literally the strongest, the most powerful Senate person in Senate. Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up, my guy. Yeah. And do something. Yeah. And do something. Versus somebody like AOC, who's part of a caucus, a progressive caucus, right? And she's not free, okay? She's not free from, from criticism. There are things that she does that I don't agree with, like you said, right? right? And I don't think she should be shilling for fucking Joe Biden's immigration policy. I don't think she should be doing right. that. That's my I problem, think, too. Right. I think she should be doing what she was doing while Trump was doing it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, right? Like, it doesn't matter... Like, whatever. But there is a significant difference in the amount of power she can wield. And I don't think that using Project fucking Veritas to fucking criticize AOC from the left, my guy, from the left, okay, and in order to make a point against, like, you know, and, and now saying that AOC is, is, is a liberal or something, right? Like, right. I, I just... I don't understand why leftists, I use that term broadly, Loosely, yeah, yeah uh, fixate on one individual, right? It's sort of, they're, in a, they're unable to, to understand the mechanisms of power sometimes. Maybe not unable, but unwilling. Unwilling. Right? Uh, yeah. I would agree. And, and it's, un, it's frustrating when they, when they, they pick a target, they lock on, and then they absolutely just fixate, right? They uh, they get obsessive about one person's particular stance on one particular issue, and that it causes a lot of. Look, man, I don't like the idea of of I don't like I don't I don't think the situation that we're in with representative politics with gerrymandering is very good. I get it. Right. I understand it. I just don't think that holding AOC as the point of crucifixion for it is the right thing to do. Correct. It's when Bernie ran, I remember there were a lot of people who were like, he hasn't done anything. He never got Medicare for all passed. He never got, you know, climate change reform passed. He never got, uh, any of his other stuff passed. And 
I remember that I was like, you know what? Like, the idea that there's one guy in the Senate who's like, we should have health care for everybody. And there's a revolving door of 99 other people in the Senate and 400, what is it, 435 people <clears throat> in the House who are interchangeable. And this revolving door of politicians is opening and closing. And this one man is sitting there for the last 40, 50 years going, we need health care. And this revolving door of 500 some other people are going, no. The idea that you get mad at that one dude is 100% patently absurd. Yeah. Like the idea that you can hold him accountable for something when so, because there's a lot of like liberals who are like, well, then how come he didn't make the bill more likable? It's not supposed to be likable. It's supposed to give you health care. Right. Like, of course it's not likable. Who gives a fuck about likable? When will you people get over this idea that politicians are supposed to be people you want to hang out with? I don't want to hang out with any... Like, I guarantee you, because I've seen it, if I went up to Bernie and I was like, hey, man, we should hang out, he'd be like, no. You yeah. I mean? And I've seen yeah. it. I remember there was one time that they had, like, this interview, and the guy was like, first of all, I just want to say, I'm a huge fan of your work. And he's like, cut the bullshit. What do we need to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what you want your representative to do. You don't want your representative to be like, oh my God, thank you so much. You guys, we should do tea or something. Like, you don't want that. You know what I mean? Fuck all that. Like, go go, go do the work. Go do the work. Yeah. My point is, is that <clears throat> these liberals were adamant that Bernie was unelectable because he wasn't able to get these people to do what he wanted. And leftists were adamant that the reason he didn't want these people to do what he wanted was because he didn't want, was because they didn't want to sacrifice their power and their wealth to allow it to be accomplished. Enter AOC, who is seeing Bernie and from the position of a young person recognizing that liberal argument and attempting to bridge the gap between Bernie's policies and appealability. And now she's taking shit from everybody on all sides for not being able to, uh, for, for basically the same argument that liberals made against Bernie, which is you can't get anything done. It's not that she can't get anything done, dude. It's that there's nobody willing to help her get it done. You should be angry at corporate Democrats. You right. shouldn't be angry at AOC. And if AOC comes out and says, hey, maybe we should try and give these guys some leeway on this thing so they'll give us leeway on this other thing, you shouldn't sit there and be like, she's selling out. She's not. She's trying to make the bargain Bernie never fucking made because right. she's trying right. to get the things done that Bernie couldn't. She's trying to do something more than the people before her did. And the idea that you would hold her accountable for both things that you found unacceptable criticism of Bernie Sanders for is absurd, dude. Like, they were pissed off that liberals made that argument, and then they were pissed off that Bernie didn't budge, and now they're pissed off at AOC for the same thing. Like, they literally just sound like liberals with tanky in their bio. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And don't yeah. even get me started on the tankies, dude. I have... <sighs> 
there's so much going on. How much time? We only have like 15 more minutes. And I'm like, I I cannot believe that there are so many people defending China's treatment of these Muslim people, of the Soviets. Like, like I like how when you when you're like, ah oh, man, I don't think communism worked. They're like revisionist. And I'm like, I'm revisionist? You're literally pretending genocides didn't happen. What the fuck are you talking about? You're 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 literally pretending Stalin didn't li- lock up fucking gay people, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Eh, eh, w- <laughs> Go back to this AOC thing real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, it's like leftists who, who talk about minimum wage. Okay. And who want a fifteen dollar minimum wage, which is the very least it should be. Right. And I and I and I think that, you know, minimum wage is one of these issues where either you as a politician, AOC or Bernie, get fifteen or you fail. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I I'm of the mind where okay, if we don't get fifteen, but we get twelve Bro, do you know how much twelve dollars an hour could help some real people? Right. I know it's not fifteen. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it, but I'll take twelve if that's what we're gonna land. You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 you get called a whole bunch of you know really cool things when you say that out loud. Right. You know, and 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 that's fine. I don't give a fuck, right? But my point is, is that at the end of the day. $12 is going to help more people than 725 just because we didn't get what you want at 15. You know what I mean? And so it's sort of that th- that the same thing with 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 AOC, right? Where it's where you know if she were to take $12 or $13 on the minimum wage, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the type of shit that that AOC would would get as sort of being called a fake leftist or whatever they are, right? Where, you know, Twitter accounts that are like real leftists didn't vote for Joe Biden are, are you know, calling AOC. I bet you they already have a nickname for like AOC, like AOC Hive or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Equivalent of Kamala Harris's Hive or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. I think especially with regards to incrementalism, there's a lot of leftists who are like incrementalism is just a way for the positions of people in a position of power to keep you pacified. You know what, man? I agree. Yeah, I do um, too. Are you going to get off your fucking sofa and like march with me into the middle of Washington and arm yourself and be ready to fucking die uh, so we can overthrow the government and establish a socialist utopia like you're talking? Oh, you're not? Then shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up, okay? Like, they're like, oh, man, uh, you know, uh, incrementalism doesn't work. That's why you need to do mutual aid. You know what? You're right, dude. Mutual aid, that's great. Does mutual aid pay the fucking bills all the time? No, because you're basically just taking money from people who are working instead of, like, helping to redistribute wealth so it doesn't work because you're still within a finite system and finite sources and finite income. Oh, okay, so it doesn't, like, in the long term, that's not a feasible solution? Okay, then shut the fuck up. It, it, electoral it, it's poli- like... Like, when the electoral politics doesn't work. Okay, so then the other option is what, exactly? If electoral politics doesn't work, you want to, like, storm the halls and install socialism? Let's do it then, dude. Let's fucking go. Oh, you're not going to go? 
then shut the fuck up. Because you're sitting here bitching about electoral politics, but you're not doing anything outside of them. Your mutual aid on a local scale is not enough. It's not enough. It $12 an hour is a greater benefit to people around the country. $15 an hour is a greater benefit to people around the country than any mutual aid can ever do. There's no way that we, as poor working class people, will ever have enough money to feed the poor and the working class people. You know what I mean? There's a reason that it has to come from like this very high level. This, you know, it has to come from taxes. It has to come from a change of a system. But if you're not willing to take part in that system and you're not willing to help change it, but you're also not willing to help overthrow it and you're just going to sit behind your computer and bitch all day, then just shut the fuck up. It, 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 it's like, it's like Zizek says, right? Where he's like, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And, and there's this real, there's this real, it's like an allegory to, to, towards the U S federal government where people want to engage instead of taking 12 or $15, they're much more willing to engage in mutual aid, which mutual aid is a quick and effective way. But like you said, on a mass scale, how are you going like, are you, is mutual aid going to un, uh, uh, you know put unhoused people in homes? Do you know what I mean? Is mutual aid going to to feed the what is it 10, 11, 12 million uh, children that go hungry a day yeah. in this country? If only if only there was an institution with trillions and trillions and trillions <laughs> of dollars who should be held accountable for for you know for doing those types of things. So what do you, the, the option becomes, you know, it's very black and white in a very leftist perspective, right? It's like uh, a traditionally leftist perspective where it's either you do or you don't, right? And you, as a, as a person who's partaking in an electoral politics, you do or you don't. And when you go there and you realize that you, as a mover and shaker, cannot move and shake everything, right. what, are you, what are you supposed to do? What are you right. supposed to do? I, I mean, again, I'm not dismissing the criticism against AOC, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's important to 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 note. Yeah, I just don't I just don't think that equating AOC to now being Kamala Harris. No. Those are those are two different but things. The other day somebody wrote that AOC was to the right of Reagan. Get the fuck out of here. The right of Reagan? Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking child. I, I have nothing for that. I'm sorry. I read that and I was like, man, get, I fucking turned. I just, I just like, I literally just put my phone down. Like I turned it over screen side down, left it on like my bookshelf and just kind of like light down and just like festered in my anger. I was so pissed off. Like, yeah, dude, she deserves some criticism. Like I said, dude, I fucking hate. How she sort of like went back and was like, no, technically it's okay. They're just separating. They're not separating. Like, no, it's not okay. It's not right. okay. You know what I mean? It's not. And, it's not. and I hate and that she did and that. It's never. Yeah. But to be like, oh yeah, she's to the right of Reagan. Like, just stop being a fucking kid. Okay. Or read a book. Like, that would help. Like, read a book. Or maybe stop thinking that like, dude, because there's so many people, there's like people who are like, um, Democratic socialists fuck off. I'm 100% communist. And I'm like, define it, dude. Bet you can't. Like, bet you fucking can't. Bet you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, you know? And you know what it reminds me of? Honestly, Joe, you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember in 2011? 
at the height of the Arab Spring, when the soldiers in Assad's army were starting to break away, and the CIA went to fund them, and there were dudes who were like, they're not real revolutionaries because they're using rifles. They should be using yeah. rocks like the Palestinians. Do you remember that, that shit? I remember and that. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, you keyboard warrior fuck? Like, you're sitting, you're in America, first of all, behind a laptop, like, those people fighting for their lives aren't real revolutionary. Bro, fuck you. What? Are you it, fucking kidding me? And you know what? Here's the thing, though. To this Today, those leftists are defending Assad's regime. Oh, my God. They're defending Assad's regime. They're like, he never really did anything wrong. That's all CIA propaganda. You know, I was like, I remember watching videos of a dude trying to cross the street with a bag of bread. Remember that shit? And he's getting sniped at, remember? Yeah. He like died crossing the street with a bag of bread. And the soldiers, like, it was fucking, it was Syrian army soldiers who killed him. And, and I'm supposed to believe that it wasn't actually, actually it was the CIA hiding up there. But also the CIA was down here. Yeah. And also and the, the CIA, CIA dude. Was... Yeah, it's the CIA. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't put it past the CIA to cause no, no, fucking civil not. turbulence. Yeah. But like, you can't, us, like, yeah, you can't you talk can't up both... everything bad that happens right. within the leftist movement to the CIA. They're not perfect. They sound a lot like, I, at the beginning of this episode, we talked about how QAnon, much like Christianity, had this idea that there was one entity that was responsible for all the bad in the world. And that if you were good, you were okay. And if you were bad, if bad things happen to you, then it's because this entity is trying to test your faith. It's that entity, like this whole, like evil personification, the CIA has sort of taken that space and left this minds. I think because Mm -hmm. there's people who are not willing to admit that, I mean, people are flawed, dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no way that you can sit back and tell me that every leftist in the world was always perfect. And nothing bad right. ever happened. Like, no, man, right. things are complicated. You know yeah. what I mean? Things are complicated. Like, it, it isn't that easy. It isn't easy to govern. It isn't easy to lead a nation. It isn't easy to do those things. You're not going to convince me. Like, did the CIA maybe overhype some stuff to make it look worse than it was? Yeah. You know what I mean? Did the CIA maybe not divulge entirely, you know? That uh, (laughs) maybe they had their hands in some food shortages? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But but you can't really sit there and tell me. Somebody the other day was like, do you really think Stalin would commit genocide? And I was like, my guy, he literally eliminated a friend from a photo before Photoshop. Yeah. Like... They were like, he's not that kind. He wasn't that kind of a person. He really fucking was, dude. He literally had a guy removed from a picture because he didn't even want to be associated with him. Yeah, he was. And that's okay. I mean, it's not okay for the guy. It's not okay for a lot of people, right? But it's okay that he was flawed. People are flawed. They're not perfect. You can't chop that up to some evil entity making them flawed. Yeah, and, and, and like the idea of a flawed individual goes all the way back to fucking Julius Caesar, dude. My guy, yeah. like my guy, like come on. Sorry, I've been reading a lot of Roman <laughs> history lately. And no, like, it's good. That's fine. I like I like history. I'm good. And, and you know, it, it's just they they're complicated people and they're complicated right. issues and they're complicated things. Like it's not it, it, you you're not gonna build your utopia 
whatever right. that utopia might be from one day to the next. And right. I don't know, it, it at this rate, right, my whole point with Zizek, at this rate, it feels much easier to imagine the fall of the United States than to imagine the uh, uh, a sort of an evolution in electoral politics, right? right? And we almost had the fall. <laughs> like We almost <laughs> literally <laughs> had yeah. it. Yeah. Which, by the way, happy three months since the January 6th insurrection. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh my god, it is. What are we having? Cake? <laughs> <laughs> American pie? Cake, cake that Kristen Cinema brought for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if um, I want that cake. I feel guilty eating that cake. Yeah. You, you think but, anybody ate that cake after she did that shit? I hope not. <laughs> they're just like I don't know I feel kind of like a dick what if somebody takes a picture of me eating the cake yeah yeah then that becomes a thing yeah right? that becomes a thing but I just I don't know man like it without like even even Bernie right like yeah, even Bernie's had, yeah. had to go through some kind of evolution right like Bernie Bernie if you listen to Bernie Bernie's language has changed even in four years yeah you know what I mean Bernie me off too yeah, Bernie. Bernie does. Bernie says things that I that he wouldn't have said in 2015 or 2016. Right. You know what I mean? But I think Bernie is is sort of the example of understanding that unless you get people to help you, you're not going to 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 do anything. And right. so I'm tired of leftist Twitter people who who are real quick. Look, man, I don't. I don't. Well, they're they're real quick at sort of playing purity politics, and it's really easy to play purity politics when you're not in a position of power. And so, it's it's and I and look, I know that makes me sound like a fucking lib, dude. I know it does, but it's just it's harder than than AOC dismantling <laughs> yeah. literally hundreds of years of, of fucking immigration and of immigration. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would I've. I, I think she would if she could. Right. I really do think she <laughs> right. would if she could. Yeah. Yeah, but right. she can't, you know? No, and, and like I said, dude, I, I mean, I agree with, with a lot of what's said. I agree that incrementalism is, is used to pacify people. I agree with that. And I agree with you. I right. wish more was done. And, yeah, Bernie and AOC also deserve criticism, and so does the squad. And, yeah, it's frustrating to see that they're not able to get things done. But my point is, is that we're playing the electoral politics game. If you don't have a better solution, then, then, then your criticism is unwarranted. You know what I mean? Like you're literally sitting here going, hey, this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, we know. We're here. What are we going to do about it? I don't know, but it sucks. Cool. Thanks for all your fucking input. You know right, what I mean? right. Like, like a good example of this is, is with the Georgia bill. The Georgia right. law bill, the Georgia voting bill. There's obviously a, a a reason for Republicans and people on the right to sub do everything that they can. They've been doing it for forever, right? But there's obviously a reason for them to do it. What is your response if you're a leftist or you're even from Stacey Abrams to 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 Killer Mike in Georgia, right? Like that 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 kind of 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 oh um of different of political difference. Okay. Well, I don't a know political... anymore because apparently right. Killer Mike is a shitty, stupid liberal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But 
but but my point still stands, right? What is what is the difference? But like the the difference between a Stacey Abrams and a Killer Mike, okay? What is your response to the Georgia Bill? Do you know what I mean? If you're sort of identifying more towards the Killer Mike side, at least if you're on Twitter, your response will be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm not gonna fucking vote vote anyway." Mm-hmm. Okay, then what? Right. Then what are we gonna do? Then what? Then what? How, what are you going to do? Just let the Republicans do whatever they want to, you know what I mean? Right. It's a difficult, and to not, to, to pretend that it's not that difficult and to pretend that, that you're, that you're in, that you're able to not po- participate, I think mismanages and mishandles a lot of the issues that people, people face IRL because, think- because this will be my last thing because right without Warnock and Rod- without Ossoff, I know we give shit to Joe Biden for only giving us $1,400. But without Warnock and Ossoff, we might have never gotten $1,400. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, we, may, and we, may not, we may not have get the, the John Lewis Voting Act. And we might not get this new infrastructure bill. And we may not get a lot of these things. Right now, will the Democrats do it? That's a whole different conversation. Mm. But having the ability to do it is contingent on being able to say that you can. And without those... without with without those two what do you do fucking right. nothing like you know what i mean it's just it's so easy to just be like well fuck it fuck this fucking country and it's electoral politics yeah dude i'm with you i agree with you right but it's just what are you going to do you know what i mean right. and so it, it's not that easy i think to have the that that kind of fixation on one person and blame them for everything that hasn't been done and she's only been in power for 3 years right. if that so you know i think I think a lot of it, like, uh, I, you know, this this whole, um, w- with regards to electoral politics and what you said, I think the problem is that there's this idea that your lack of participation means that you're free from the consequences of it. And you're not. And the problem is, is that you kind of have to, you're forced to confront that. And you come out and you're like, wow, the consequences of not participating in this suck. And we're, yeah, we know. Maybe you should participate in it. No, nah, because it'll just keep perpetuating, perpetuating it. Okay, well right. then shut the fuck up. You've offered no hey. alternative solutions, dude. I agree. Electoral politics isn't the answer, but you know what? It's the only answer we have right now. Until you're willing to do something different, then sitting here bitching about it isn't doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like that I had to vote for Joe Biden, dude. I hated right. voting for Hillary Clinton, too. And I fucking hate going to the polls and seeing assholes I fucking hate on those ballots. You know what I mean? But then where are the other people who are running in their place? You know, I'm not running. I should probably run in their place, right? But look at all these dudes on Twitter who are like, well, if I was in Congress, so then go. Well, no, because then it'll just corrupt me. Then shut the fuck up. You're not doing anything to change it. You're not offering a better solution. You're not offering an alternative. You're not willing to make an alternative. You're not willing to meet an alternative. It seems like the only thing you're willing to do is literally bitch about it. The other day I retweeted somebody and I was like, y'all are more concerned about with bitching about something than winning. And I was like, and that's all I'm going to say about it because I, I cannot, I cannot stand that we can't move forward with anything. Because moving forward in the system is still perpetuating the system. Are you going to change the system? Are you doing anything to circumvent the system? Are you doing anything to help abolish the system? No? Then shut the fuck up. And and, and, and I... I uh, 
it's just right like the, the the difference between and i hate to use these this example but the difference between right like say a governor abbott and a governor beto o'rourke in a COVID area a COVID oh era Fuck could you God. imagine could you imagine the difference and 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 i know that that's a hypothetical i get it mm. right but but just in the in the idea of compassion alone mm-hmm. right i'm i i will take a beto rourke over a governor abbott any day dude i'm oh, sorry yeah. I, 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 I and you can call me a lib from here to high hot water i don't give a fuck right mm-hmm. like but be, be, because i know that that my chances of survival and the people's chances of survival around me are much better yeah. with somebody like beto rourke in power yeah like i hate joe now, biden dude okay Right. But if Joe right. Biden would have won, if Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016, I don't think 450,000 people would have died, dude. Right. I really don't. Right. Or 600 now, 650 some thousand people. I don't think that many people would have died. And the thing is, is that if you want, if you want fucking proof, look at the vaccination rate under yeah. Biden. Like, yeah, he's a fuck up, dude. He he really is. I fucking, I cannot stress to you how much I don't like this guy. If the people listening don't believe me. Ask Joseph about the text he gets. I cannot stand Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah. But to his credit, he he had him, himself surrounded by enough people to know that we should be vaccinating people. And the thing is, is that you can't sit here and tell me that Trump didn't have the same availability because Pfizer threw away like 3 million doses because they were yeah. waiting for the U.S. to pick them up. Rem- rem- remember, it was no, it's no. That Trump's vaccination plan was to drop vaccines off at airports and let the states figure it the fuck out. Right. Right? Like, that's a fact. And so, to Biden's credit, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing, dude, is like, yeah, it's liberal. And yeah, dude, it's part of these, these policies. And I don't mean shut the fuck up, okay? I'm just frustrated. What I'm saying is, you can complain all you want. Or you can take part in it and try and change it. If you don't like that AOC isn't doing what you want her to do, surround her with people who will help her get it done. It's the same argument that I've been making for Bernie since he since like 2012. Was surround Bernie with progressives. And, and then, the you know, the unfortunate thing is that there are certain people like Warren who kind of turned out to be not as progressive as we thought she'd be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you surround them with progressives and you give them the power to do it. You make it so that there are more yeses than there are noes. And if you're not willing to do that and you're not willing to participate in it, then be quiet. Uh, One one of the dudes I follow is this dude named Steve Cox, and he's running for for a congressional seat in California. And honestly, dude, sometimes he says shit that pisses me off that's like super, you know, rad left shit. And but the thing is, is that like I still believe that him being there would be more beneficial than someone not being there. And there are people who are like, Hey, you know, this guy, you know, Hey, uh, electoral politics isn't the answer. Okay. But that guy's, that guy's a, a, a leftist enough that if there he'll have, he'll be able to throw his weight around with the other leftists. You know what I mean? The coalition gets stronger. It builds up. And if you want proof that they don't want that to happen again, Look at Jessica Cisneros. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what we need, dude. We need people to go out there and build this shit better and build it, you know, farther and okay, faster. Okay, Joe Biden. Or, 
or no, I mean seriously, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know? And and we need these people to go out there and actually try and get it done, or or sit at home and don't do anything. But don't complain because I'm tired of voting for liberals too. Like I really yeah. am. I'm tired of voting for liberals, dude. I don't ever, like ever, want to vote for an MJ Hagar. You know what I mean? I I mean, fuck, dude. If you can find somebody to the left of Bethel O'Rourke in Texas, I'll take him in a heartbeat. But you can't. Right. But you can't. You know what I'm saying? So take Bethel. You know what I mean? And and that's all I'm saying, dude. Is like you just you got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, or you have to find an alternative. You have to be willing to do the thing, the thing. And if you're not willing to, then your complaining isn't helping. Right. And and and, and like. And the word, and could you imagine a world without Ted Cruz if Beto Rourke would have won? Oh my God! Or a world without Quinn if he would have ran? And in the words of of John Boehner, "Fuck Ted Cruz." Did you see that clip? By the way, that yeah, clip was amazing. I should actually, but, I should actually find it so we could play it on next week's episode. But anyway, all right, dude. All right, one last thing before we go. I'd like to give you guys a, um. Uh, quote to reflect on how shitty Ted Cruz is, not just as a senator, but as a person. Al Franken once said, I like Ted Cruz. I like Ted Cruz more than most of my colleagues, even on the Republican side, like Ted Cruz. And I fucking hate Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Let's name this episode QAnon, more like Q-Ron. Oh my god. All right, All I'm right. Cutting keep... that out. I'm cutting that out. I'm All just... right. No, you better not. <laughs> I'm cutting it out. You...